I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, you guys, and happy Wednesday. Today, we're kicking off with a story about elephant explanations. So if you remember, some months ago now, we covered a situation in Africa where elephants were suddenly dying by the hundreds, and it was exactly 330 elephants that were found dead. This is obviously super alarming of an incident because no one could quite figure out what exactly was harming these elephants. And as it turns out, the elephant's water was poisoned by a naturally occurring neurotoxin called cyanobacteria. The development of this bacteria has increased due to climate change as it prefers to bloom in warmer temperatures, according to an expert at the Botswana Department of Wildlife and Natural Parks. The elephant carcasses had mostly been spotted near sources of water, so obviously that tipped them off in the direction of the drinking water to begin with. The elephants had been seen walking around in dizzy circles before finally passing away. But the mysterious deaths ended as the watering holes dried up in late June. Other species fortunately seem to be unaffected by the cyanobacteria, but scientists believe this is likely because the elephants are actually drinking from lower in the watering holes via their trunks, and thus were consuming a lot more of the bacteria. But it also could just be a difference in how their bodies react to it. But the good thing is, now that wildlife conservators are aware of the issue, they can put safety measures in place to detect this algae as it begins and blooms and causes harm to the animals. Glad to hear that they have gotten to the bottom of this sad mystery and can work for a way to keep the elephants safe from here on out. For our second story today, we're discussing an explosion in Nigeria. In Nigeria, there was a massive explosion back in March that leveled 11 buildings. Businesses, homes, and schools were all destroyed in this explosion. It was namely a large Catholic girls' college that was destroyed by the blast. Somehow, though, every single one of the girls was able to make it out alive. 
but this was thanks in large part to the school's principal, who ended up being crushed to death in the disaster, along with 22 other people. Many initially thought that it was actually a bomb that went off, but it was not a bomb. It was an explosion along a pipeline. NNPC is the gas company that supplied this gas, but they quickly shifted the blame to someone supposedly hitting pipes with a truck and causing the explosion, not a faulty pipe. But the reason this is once again making the news is because BBC's Africa Eye conducted an investigation into this explosion and found that the explanation provided by NNPC was completely ludicrous. They claimed that there were gas tanks where there were none and that the explosion came from those tanks, but there is no way from the video footage provided that this makes any sense because you can see this billowing smoke coming out of the ground. There's no way this billowing substance was coming from a tank or even a couple tanks because it's just gushing for minutes on end and the tanks would have been drained far sooner. It's definitely coming from the ground and legal documents show that NNPC is directly responsible for upkeep of all of the pipelines. And the reason BBC looked into this was because this is definitely not the first incident of this type in this area. And yet NNPC always finds a way to pass the buck and make some type of excuse and fail to deal with this fatal problem. Fortunately, in this instance, they did not take responsibility for the blast, but they did set up a victim's fund for those who survived the explosion or lost loved ones. But unfortunately, this does nothing to solve the underlying, literally, problem of faulty pipes running underneath schools, homes, and businesses in Nigeria. And the Nigerian people are literally paying the price. For our next story today, we're starting off with a little bit about Mitt Romney. So Mitt Romney has been a Republican wild card lately, and being in the Senate, he is someone the Republican Party would rely on to vote in a replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court. So people weren't really sure if he would go along with Trump wanting to fill the seat or not, because he has butt heads with Trump a lot and was the only Senate Republican to vote to remove the president from office. But he said yesterday, quote, The Constitution gives the president the power to nominate and the Senate the authority to provide advice and consent on the Supreme Court nominees. Accordingly, I intend to follow the Constitution and precedent in considering the president's nominee. If the nominee reaches the Senate floor, I intend to vote based on their qualifications, end quote. A lot of people read this as him saying he will vote in whoever the president puts up because he didn't say the president should not go ahead. He did not say that he'd vote vote against the person, though. I personally read this as a let's wait and see kind of comment, neither here nor there. He didn't say yes, but he didn't say no. 
which, while unsatisfying, is kind of a more honest answer. He had no real ability to stop the president or any real reasoning on why he should do so. But again, we do know that two female Republican senators have come out against President Trump trying to replace Ginsburg in the 44-ish days we have until the election. The fastest nomination that ever took place took place in 42 days, and it was not right up against a presidential election. So in typical Trump fashion, this move is callous, assumptive, and honestly, in poor taste in a lot of people's eyes. But what else is new? The president is not one for following tradition or political decorum. In fact, he's known for quite the opposite. But now, to honor someone who was the epitome of decorum and respect, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg will be the first woman ever to lie in the United States Capitol. This is even unusual for a Supreme Court justice. Her coffin will also lie in the Supreme Court for two days, Wednesday and Thursday, and she will lay at the top of the steps as a measure for social distancing so that the public can come and pay their respects. And that today is the news du jour. I wanted to leave you guys with a quote. If outside validation is your only nourishment, you will be hungry for the rest of your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh. oh.